Blog Talk Radio. Another edition of the C2P. I'm your show host, Bo Marchant. As always, we appreciate you stopping by and joining us as we bring you the next collection of tomorrow's NFL stars. And we're starting the week off with a fantastic guest. He hails from Slippery Rock, and he was the Harlan Hill Trophy Award winner. And if anyone knew college, follow college football deeply, then you know that is the equivalent at the D2 level of the Heisman. So what he accomplished at the D2 level is basically on par with what Joe Burrow did at LSU in terms of uh, what that trophy means to a D2 kid. Um, Fabulous season. I mean, every accolade that you can think of as, uh, you know, he helped this team to a PSAC championship, set all kinds of school records. I mean, just the litany, litany of big numbers. Um, One of the most impressive ones is he, he set the record for, touchdowns responsible and that was with 61 and uh, when you think about those type of numbers um that's why again that's why you know that's why he he, he got that word he's also going to be participating in the college gridiron showcase and that is another great opportunity for all these young kids to kind of get their eyes in front of some scouts and get their name out there and kind of pro- progress their stock if you will as they make their path towards that 2020 NFL draft, and that'll be taking place April 25th through the 27th in Las Vegas. But with that said, we're going to be talking with Roland Rivers III, the Slippery Rock Harlem World Trophy Award winner. And uh, like I said, when he calls in, we're going to get things going. Excited again to have him on. Very busy young man, and uh, his name is going to be a name that you're really going to become associated with as we get closer to this draft time. Um, you know, he possesses the arm. He possesses that dual threat ability, um, 6'3", 230. Um, sometimes these smaller school guys, um, you know, maybe they lack those intangibles that a, a, an NFL team might desire in terms of size um, and physicality. But uh, this young man bring, broke those traits to this next level and excited to talk to him. Um, he had a couple big targets in Henry Linton and Jermaine Wynn Jr. Um, I'm excited to just talk about those guys and what it meant and, you know, maybe how those two guys, even though they were prolifically successful in terms of helping him be the guy he was, uh, you know, um, you know, I'm sure they were different. So, like I said, we're going to have him call in, and uh, we're going to get uh, get him going on the program here. And uh, we're having a little bit of a slight difficulty, and uh, go figure. Um, I, I don't see him in the call queue just yet, but, again, uh, we had him in the call queue. We've been texting with him, and I'm sure we will get him on. Um, later today we have a fantastic lineup. We also got Devin Cates of Drake, the wide receiver, and then we also have – Jay Bowdry of Georgia Southern. And uh, kind of ironic, um, um, Georgia Southern has a, a, a strong uh, DB class this particular year. And uh, former Georgia Southern Eagles uh, safety, Ironhead Gallon, texted me. Um, he played a couple seasons with the Cardinals. And he said, hey, you got to check this kid out. And uh, we're excited to kind of, you know, he tagged, uh, you know, tagged us together 
with him. So um, we're going to try to get Roland here on the line and get rolling with Roland. And with that said, we have the standout Harlan Hill Trophy Award winner, Roland Rivers. Um, Roland, welcome to the program. Um, congratulations on a fantastic career at Slippery Rock. Um, can you believe your time's come and gone and, and now your next path is to make it in the National Football League? Well, first of all, uh, thanks for having me, and Happy New Year. Um, you know, I know we've been trying to get on the phone for a minute now, but I'm just landing in Texas and getting ready to play in the CGS All-Star game. But, you know, it is an amazing feeling right now, just reflecting on um, on the season that we had, you know, to finish my senior season as the Harlan Hill winner and, and the most valuable player in the country is something that, that, you know, I put in a lot of work in the off season to be able to accomplish. And to see your dreams come true like that is, is definitely a great feeling, and I'm excited. I'm excited for what's next. You know, I'm going to keep on playing this game and for the love of the game and see where it takes me. I hope it takes you all the way. Um, I'm curious. I mean, uh, Pop Warner, Pee Wee days, were you the quarterback way back when? And were you the guy scoring four or five touchdowns every weekend? Well, actually, I started off playing football. I was 10 years old. I was the uh, the nose guard and the the right tackle. <laughs> and I was pretty good. I won't, I won't lie to you. I've always been a bigger kid. You know, and um, like I say, I started off as a nose guard and the right tackle. And, uh, and but I would always, when we go outside and play or play recess at school, I would always be the quarterback. I had the biggest, the strongest arm. And so I'd always be the quarterback. And so it was uh, it was something that I always knew I wanted to do. And so I, I got my first opportunity to play when I was 12 years old, um, playing park ball. I would, I would just get in because in park ball back in those days, we weren't really throwing the ball much, you know, really running the football. And um, <laughs> when it was time to throw, when it was time to throw, I'd get in, throw, throw a go route, throw a deep ball, and, and that would be my role. You know, I played fullback, middle linebacker, and I was the quarterback. So uh, I got my, my opportunity wow. to fast forward to high school. I started started varsity as a tight end my freshman and sophomore year of high school. and um, But I was the backup quarterback. You know, I same, kind of same roles. I would get in towards the end of the game, throw, throw it deep, you know, because I, I got a pretty deep ball. It's one of the – <laughs> best parts of my game, I feel like. But uh, but I got my first opportunity to really start and be a full-time quarterback my senior year at Martin Luther King Junior High School. And, um, you know, I threw for, for 2,800 yards, have finished top in my county for, for touchdowns, yards. I finished eighth in the total state in, in passing and um, had a really good year. I got a little under-recruited, being that I had only started one year as a full-time quarterback. And so a lot of the schools that came in, like Middle Tennessee, East Carolina, and stuff like that, they wanted me to walk on. And I knew how much hard work I had put in, you know, and um, felt like I was deserving of a scholarship without a doubt. And so I got recruited by NFL quarterback Adam Froman to go down to Valdosta and be, you know, projected to be like a four-year starter type of guy, four-round scholarship and all. So I felt like that was the right place for me to go. And so that's that's where kind of my quarterback journey so far. Excellent. Well, um, Roland, it's obviously uh, turned out fantastic for you. Once again, Roland Rivers the third. Um, Sipley Rock, standout quarterback, kind enough to join us here on the C2P. If you folks missed any of this show in its entirety, you know Apple Music, iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, collegetopro.com are all op- options to kind of listen to this, download it as you wish. Um, so when you arrive, you know that that, that you know you, you know you go to Valdosta, then you you end up at Slippery Rock. Um, how long does it kind of sl- you know once you're at the Rock, how long does it kind of take to just feel comfortable and and know that? Did you have it? I guess what I'm asking is. Did you know that you would have that much success once you've arrived in Western PA? Well, I always tell people that, um, you know, I made that decision to transfer from Valdosta State right around the beginning of August, right before camp started. I just felt it in my spirit that, that 
that, that I needed to make a move. And um, I always had this vision of me in this green uniform. And, uh, you know, long before I even decided to transfer. And so I know, I, but it, it's the truth. And so I uh, decided to go up to Slippery Rock. I didn't immediately get to start. I had never been to Pennsylvania a day in my life before, uh, you know, making that decision. And um, I get up there. I, I felt like I was ready to play week one. And, you know, I had about two and a half weeks to try to learn that offense to get ready to play. And this is coming off of my shoulder injury. I tore my labrum in 2016 as a starter at Vodal State in my throwing shoulder. I missed the playoffs in 2016, missed all of 2017. And so this was coming off an injury, too, in the 2018 season. But uh, I didn't get to start the week one. And, uh, you know, I'm like, man, I know I didn't go through all this adversity, rehabbing my shoulder, transferring, taking this leap of faith to come all the way up here and not play. But, um, you know, I just stayed positive. I knew that my time would come. I know I didn't put in all that hard work for nothing. And so, you know, week two, two, two of the guys that were in front of me got injured, you know, and significantly one out for the season, one out for about five weeks. And that's never how I want to play. You know, I want to, you know, win the starting spot outright, you know, based off my play. But in the game of football, you got to be ready when your number's called. And so I stepped in week three, and we went on to win eight straight games. We went one our side of the conference, the PSAC. Um, we won two road playoff games that had never been done in Slippery Rock history. We started off as the seventh seed, beat the number one seed in the playoffs, and had an opportunity to go into the national championship. And uh, and going into even after last season, I thought about declaring, um, you know, and, and, and taking the leap of faith, seeing where the NFL and professional football would take me. But, uh, you know, I had to talk with my family and coaches and stuff like that, and they say, go back and get your paperwork. I felt last year I was the best player in Division Two, and uh, but but I, maybe I hadn't I hadn't earned that right yet, you know, nationwide. And so, you know, I worked all off season and trained hard, you know, with my teammates, and, and we went out there and had a special season. I was able, on, you know, on, on the personal side to put on some really good numbers, you know what I mean, and, and put myself in a good position to play at the next level. So, uh, you know, I'm thankful for all my days at Slippy Rock. I learned a lot up there. I learned that, you know, it don't matter how cold it is outside. You know, I love the game of football and and um, and, and, and also played with some great coaches and great teams. So, thankful for my experiences up there. I knew that it would that it would be good. I just didn't know how good, I'll be honest. Yeah, well, it turned out fantastic. I'm curious, I mean, for you, I mean, you know, you're going down to the College Gridiron Showcase and, you know, you're going to be, you know, you're on that NFL radar rolling. Um. I always ask the guys that come on the program, I mean, if you're in that film room, they're breaking down some game tape of you. What are they going to love about you? What are those qualities? I know you mentioned the pretty deep ball early, but what are some of those intangibles that you bring that they're going to fall in love with? I think when you watch me on film, you can see that that I play with a lot of passion. Every snap, I give it everything I got. You know, I really try to focus in and do, and do my job on every play. I want, you know, my I look at the quarterback position as, you know, I, I know – that, you know, I got a lot of power and, and balls in my hands and just tough decisions, but everybody on the football field has to do their one out of the game for job. And nice. I, I try to hone in and make sure that I do my job to the best of my ability. And so every snap, I, I do the best I can. I give full effort, never take a playoff. And um, and, and I'm physical. I, uh, I, you know, I need to learn how to probably – go down a little bit at the next level, but I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter every play back there in that pocket. You know, I grew up idolizing um, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, young Ben Roethlisberger and stuff like that. He kind of inspired me to want to play quarterback, and I kind of play with that same physicality in the pocket that he brought, you know, at a young age and stuff. So uh, so, so that and uh, just my ability to make every throw on the football field. I got, I got a strong arm. I'm accurate. I'm not just a strong arm guy. I can put it 
in tight places. Just throwing the football is just what I do, and I think when they see that on film, they'll, they'll be highly impressed. Awesome. And this is this is another question just to benefit you because I don't know what else these guys might – I mean, you, you showed so much positive things on the field. Um, is there anything that these scouts won't know that they should? I mean, maybe team captain, weight room warrior, film junkie. Um, what are they going to love that they may not see on film that they should know about? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I, I love the game of football. You know, I mean, I, like I said, I feel like when you watch my play, you'll be able to see that. But day in and day out, I'm always looking to get better. My coaches, my teammates, they can all they can attest to that. I love watching film. I mean, I watch film for hours every day. Coaches will tell you, and um, <laughs> uh, and I, I, I was a team captain as well. But uh, you know, just my love for the game. Me overcoming my adversity with my shoulder injury, I could have gave up could have changed positions. You know, it's my throwing shoulder. Look at guys like Braxton Miller. They had to change their position with shoulder injuries like I had. And um, it, me being able to fight through that adversity, that's just a character that I have. Um, you know, I, I try, very encouraging. I am a leader. And I'm just hungry to get better. Uh, I feel like I'm barely scraping the surface right now of my potential. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting better. You know, so throughout this whole yeah, process right now, I just want to get better every day. Well, I tell you what, I mean, uh, the way you come across and just kind of following you, you know, as much as I could, uh, you know, through the slippery rock, um, scouts are going to love you when they get a chance to kind of shake your hand and, and talk to you one-on-one. Um, Roland, we're almost out of time, but uh, we always like to have a little bit of fun with you. We call it three and out. Um, you ready to take uh, some few off-the-wall questions before we let you go today? Yeah, let's get it. Super mad me. Uh, okay, now you had two standout receivers in Henry Litton, Aaron Litwin, and uh, Jeremy Wynn Jr. Um, between those two guys, how are they the same and how are they different? Uh, both of their work ethics is outstanding. They love grinding. They love getting better. They love catching footballs. And um, what, what was the second part of that question? And, and how are they different? I mean, uh, personality-wise, game-wise, I mean, if you're going to throw a different route, I mean, how you know, in terms of the game, we see them catching tons of touchdown passes, but uh, how are they a little different? I guess uh, it's kind of like thunder and lightning. Henry is that, that, that physical, powerful receiver. And Jermaine's powerful in his own right, but he can take the top off. You get the ball in his hands, and if he has open space, he's liable to take it, take it 90 yards. And so uh, that's probably <laughs> the difference in those guys. But they're both great competitors and great teammates. Nice. Now, and I was watching the game. I, I don't know if it was the Notre Dame game at the end of the season or the very last game when you got your finger stuck in the face mask. Never seen that before. How freaked out were you when you realized your hand was stuck in there? Yeah, that was that Minnesota State game. Um, that, oh, that, was that had never okay. happened to me before. I had I had never seen that, or uh, I couldn't fathom how that happened at the time. You know, I just wanted to get my finger up out of that guy's thumb, and I was. Worried that maybe it would affect me throughout the rest of the game throwing, but it, it didn't. You know, we got the, got that taken care of in a matter of seconds. So, uh, I mean, just war wounds. I, I had stitches in my arm. I mean, I, it, it, football's a physical game, you know, and you just got to be you got to be ready to play it. And uh, that's part of the game. And some, I guess, uh, people always remember it as a funny moment. So. Yeah, I, I, my, I was worried the most when I saw it. I didn't, you know, I don't know. When you guys fell, I'm just worried, like, if that guy would have got up and twisted, you know, you're just kind of like, man, you know, your finger was stuck in there. Um, 
the final question for you before we let you go. Um, Coach Sean Lutz, um, fantastic job um, with this program. Um, does anybody do a great impersonation of Coach Lutz, and would they do it in front of him? Isaac Clark. Isaac Clark does it the best. My, he was a quarterback. We registered our freshman quarterback this year. Uh, he got switched to receiver late in the season. But that's that's probably my best friend on the team. Uh, you know, I got a lot of friends on the team, but he's probably the, my close. Just because we were both quarterbacks in the same quarterback room and he was younger, I kind of took him under my wing and all. But, I mean, he does the best coach less impersonation. I wish I had him right here with me <laughs> for him to do it. It didn't make you laugh so much. But, uh, but yeah, there's actually a lot of guys on the team. Brad Zaffron. Coach Lutz is a character, you know what I mean, or a real good coach. But, uh, you know, he's a player's coach, and he likes to have fun while coaching and stuff like that. So, I, in, in that ride, I, I enjoy playing for him. He's a great coach, great person, and uh, taught me a lot as well. Awesome. Well, hey, Roland, again, man, uh, we appreciate you. We know you're about to get extremely, extremely busy in the next few months, and we appreciate you stopping by the show. Um, again, safe travels down to the College Gridiron Showcase. Fantastic opportunity. And, uh, you know, who knows, There's you make a good impact there. Um, you know, you still got some other all-star games that could uh, be popping up. And, obviously, a, a lot ahead, positive things ahead in your future. We'd like to stay, stay humble, stay hungry, and be blessed, my man. I appreciate it. Definitely looking forward to turning some heads out here, just going out here, learning from, you know, whoever I can learn from and enjoying meeting new people but having fun spending this ball. So, I once again, Happy New Year's and look forward to speaking to you again soon. Awesome. Once again, that is Roland Rivers III, the Harlan Hill Trophy winner. And like we said, he won the same thing at the D2 level that Joe Burrow won at LSU at the D1 level, and that's the Heisman Trophy, and he got the Harlan Hill Award. Um, I tell you what, I mean, you guys know I get excited bringing these guys on. I get more excited once we know, you know, this kid's the real deal by all aspects. And, I mean, you could just, you know, how many times did he mention during the program just his love for the game and wanting to get better and learn? I mean, that's such a refreshing thing to hear about a guy that's had the success that he's had. I mean, you talk about a guy that was the pinnacle of D2 football, and he's hungry to learn more. And he mentioned also during the program that he's that he's just kind of touching the surface of what he's capable of. And he's a legit size, 6'3", 230. He can tuck the football and run. He has the beautiful, soft, deep pass. And like I said, uh, personality-wise, character-wise, um, he's been an off the, off the charts. So you're going to be hearing more about him. We're going to a big shout-out to him. Safe travels to Roland Rivers. As always, we appreciate you listening to the C2P. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.